identical changes in the mice, confirming that the transformation is indeed mediated by gut bacteria, not hormones. In addition to our founding species of bacteria, we also receive protective antibodies from our mother through the placenta. Armed with these antibodies and our own few but plucky microbial soldiers, we're ready to make our entrance into the world. But exactly how we enter isn't just a matter of convenience. It has significant microbial repercussions that continue to affect our health well into adulthood. Birth During a normal delivery, the baby's head turns to face the mother's rectum as it crowns and exits the birth canal. This turning brings the baby's nose and mouth into direct contact with her vaginal and rectal contents. What better way to get inoculated with a good dose of bacteria than to come face to tush with the source? A study published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences showed that babies born vaginally are colonized with lactobacillus species and other good bacteria, while babies born by C-section tend to have more common hospital bad bacteria, like staphylococcus, that are associated with illness and infection. This brief act of swallowing a mouthful of our mother's microbes as we enter the world confers unbelievably important benefits— It turns out that exposure to bacteria is a critical early step in the development of our immune system. C-sections bypass this crucial event and are associated with higher rates of asthma, allergies, obesity, type 1 diabetes, and other autoimmune conditions. I'll explain the importance of early microbial exposure in detail in Chapter 3 and the modern plagues that are a result of not having enough of it. Breastfeeding Human milk oligosaccharides, HMOs, are the third most common ingredient in breast milk, despite the fact that they're completely indigestible by infants. HMOs are indigestible because they're not there to feed the baby. They're there to feed the baby's bacteria, specifically bifidobacterium, present in high numbers in breastfed infants. Bifidobacterium repels staphylococcus and other harmful microbes on the mother's nipple, so it's an essential part of the baby's microbial arsenal. While bifidobacterium gorges on HMOs, lactobacillus in the newborn's gut breaks down sugars and the other digestible components of breast milk, an incredibly well-designed example of the symbiotic relationship between humans and microbes. Breastfed babies in the United States have an astounding 20% higher survival rate than their formula-fed peers, I'll discuss the worrisome trend of formula over breast milk in Chapter 7, where we examine the microbial implications of some of our modern practices. Infancy When we are babies, eventually everything ends up in our mouth. It's one of the ways we interact with our environment. It's also one of the ways our environment interacts with our microbiome, allowing bacteria from our home, our siblings, and even our pets to gain access to our gut, and help train our immune system to distinguish friend from foe. Factors like family size, early nutrition, and the quality of our water supply have a profound effect on our blossoming microbiome. Not surprisingly, as infants, our microbiome most closely resembles that of other household members, especially our mothers. But it's a constantly changing and evolving mix, with lots of species diversity, and events like a fever, A dietary change or a course of antibiotics can have a major ripple effect. Within a few weeks after birth, bacteria in various parts of our body start to branch out and specialize, and within a few months, the number of species starts to rise, 
increasing from about a hundred in infancy to a thousand or more by adulthood. Childhood to Adulthood By age three, our microbiome is almost fully formed and is very similar to that of an adult, although major changes like puberty, the onset of menstruation, pregnancy, and menopause are associated with huge microbial shifts. Some of the physical changes associated with puberty, such as increased oil production that can lead to acne or more pungent body odor under the arms and in the groin, are actually the result of changes in bacteria as different species become more or less dominant. By the time we become senior citizens, we've lost much of our bacterial diversity, and our microbiome starts to resemble that of others in our peer group. Shifts within various microbial populations continue to occur, but as we get older, our microbiome becomes more stable, tending to revert to its previously established baseline after events like an infection or a course.